All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And this is the final, final podcast of the regular season. Celtics beat the Atlanta Hawks 120-114, and the Celtics' regular season comes to an end. This was a fun game. This was a game where Derek White was the only starter, uh, the only like core rotational guy that actually played. Uh, you've got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, every single one of them sat. Partially, the only reason to me that they played Derek White was just for this fun fact of saying that he played all 82 games this season. Because uh, the end of the night, five minutes. Didn't really do much in those five minutes. He played his full 82 games, which is fun to say. Uh, we're going to follow today's podcast a little bit different. We've got a lot to cover today. This was the final game of the regular season, so we'll talk about today's game, naturally. Uh, we're going to do a little recap of the season where some of our players stand as far as uh, end-of-season accolades. Uh, and then we'll talk about some playoff rotations here because with the regular season being done, we've got really our, our first-round matchup against either Atlanta, who we played tonight, or Miami. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the potential playoff rotations there at the end. Uh, but to get things started, still want to get through player of the game. I'm talking about the game. You go to Peyton Pritchard. 48 minutes in a game. He played 40 star the most. Sam Hauser played 38. That, that was the second most outside of Peyton Pritchard tonight. But Peyton Pritchard went off. 30 points, 14 re rebounds, 11 assists. He had a trip. Triple of 30 points, and he was shooting from wherever he wanted. End of the night, nine of seen from nine of 16. This was a game where Peyton Pritchard just shattered every career high that he has ever had. Previous career high was 28 points, had 30 tonight. Previous record for three point attempts was 14. He had 16 tonight. Uh, previous high for made threes was six. He had nine tonight. Uh, previous high for assist, eight, had 11. Previous high for rebounds, eight, had 13. So Peyton Pritchard went off and beat every career high that he's ever had pretty much in this game and just looked good out there. We'll talk about him a little bit towards the end of this when we talk about playoff rotations. Uh, but Peyton Pritchard, really solid game. Then you've got Sam Hauser, who, after a career night last game, comes out and basically replicates it. 26 points, five rebounds, six assists, a steal, a block, nine of 16 from the field, four, eight of 14 from three. So again, both of these guys, back-to-back -back games, came out and just torched the other team from beyond the arc. Torched them. This was a game the Celtics came out guns blazing from beyond the arc 25 of 54 46% just into perspective Atlanta was 11 of 39 we had 14 more three point shots three point makes than Atlanta did 14 right that is 42 point difference 
just from beyond the arc. Uh, and again, a lot of it came down to the fact that Pritchard had nine, Hauser had eight. That's 17 between the two of them. Uh, but outside of Hauser, you also have Muscala. They went out and balled tonight. 27 points, eight rebounds. Uh, two assists, four of his eight rebounds were actually on the offensive glass too. Uh, but he came out with stroke and everything. He had 18 points in the third quarter alone. Nine of 13 from the field, four of seven from three, five of seven from the free throw line. Those three guys absolutely went out there, did whatever they wanted. Absolutely whatever they wanted. 83 points between those three. And those are guys that are five, 10 minute player game, minute played a game. Like this is super impressive for three role players to come out here and just destroy Atlanta. And I'm not going to sit here and ignore the fact that Atlanta also uh, played their scrubs. This was a G League game, right? You're playing against guys that aren't typically in the rotation, and that's totally fine. But it is pretty damn fun watching, you know, in a ninth, tenth, eleventh man on your roster go out there and do this. It's impressive. Uh, so really solid game overall. Uh, those were the three major performances in this one. But honestly, everyone kind of chipped in. You know, we didn't see a lot of minutes from from Blake. We didn't see a lot from Derek White. Grant Williams only played six minutes. So, you know, overall, the guys that played, they played pretty well. They played pretty well. The only guy, honestly, that I'm not, I wasn't super thrilled with was, I don't even know if I'm going to say his name right, but Champagne. Champagne, that's basically what I'm going with. I'm rolling with that version. Uh, but he was pretty bad, frankly. Five points on two of 12 from the field, one of five from three. Didn't look good, right? I don't really care, right? He is the 15th man on this team. He will not see a single minute in the playoffs. And I don't think anyone expected that to happen in general. So, so be it. Overall, fun game to watch. The Celtics came out here. We already talked about the three-point percentage, uh, but this was a game. They had 33 assists, All right, Turn the ball over a little too much. So be it, right? You're playing with a lot of guys that aren't typically in the game. Again, so be it. On to the next one, uh, meaning playoffs. Uh, but really, fun game. Fun game for the Celtics as a whole. They came out here and had control of this game for the large majority of it. And it came down to the fact that Peyton Pritchard was the steadying force that kind of did whatever he wanted. Uh, he joined Larry Bird and John Havlicek as the only Celtics who have ever totaled 30 plus points, 14 plus rebounds and 11 plus assists in a game. Obviously pretty obscure stats. Uh, but as a whole, like how freaking fun is that to say for Peyton Pritchard? Like this is a this is not just a career night for Pritchard, but like this would be a career game for you know a Jason Tatum, a Jalen Brown, <laughs> like whose height like ceiling is significantly higher than Peyton Pritchard's, right? Uh, but overall, it was a fun one. It was a really really fun game. Uh, but this is a this is what you got. This is what you got in this Celtics team. They are so deep. It is crazy. Uh, and I do want to talk about some of the potential playoff rotations, and we will in a little bit. Uh, before we dive into really the, the playoff rotations, but also kind of end of season recap, 
I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so I want to talk through some of the end-of-season accolades here before we dive into some of the playoff rotations uh, because I think this is – it's just a fun thing. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there that are going to say none of it matters because the only thing that matters is raising a banner. And while I do agree, I think it's also pretty important to celebrate some of the the steps that got them to where they are currently and all of the little paths to get to the championship road, Right. There are two teams in NBA history to ever be in the top two in offensive and defensive efficiency. And it is the Celtics of this season and the Warriors. The Warriors did it twice, back-to-back years, 2014 and 15 and 15 and 16 season. And they won the championship, right? So the only other team that has done what we just did by being in the top two in offensive and defensive efficiency, won a championship, right? I know some people are going to say that it doesn't matter, and you're right, it doesn't, but it does a couple things. Being there means that the Celtics, like outside of what some people are willing to admit, were largely consistent this year. They were a very consistent basketball team winning playing at a high level on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Obviously, those numbers fluctuated. Uh, We started off the season as the best offense in the history of the NBA. Obviously, it cooled down a little bit. The defense didn't start phenomenal, but it picked up, right? So obviously, there are different, you know, barometers for where the success came from as far as like individual moments within the season. But over the course of the season, they found their water level and continued playing at a high level, right? That's the important part of this. Obviously, super important. Now we've got some individual player uh, potential accolades, right? Jason Tatum, I'm not going to say he's the front runner for MVP because I don't believe that's true. However, he did lead the NBA in total points. He's not going to be the scoring leader because they go by averages and not total points, which is kind of BS because every other sport does it by total yards, total touchdowns, total home runs. Doesn't matter the sport. It usually goes by totals, not averages. So be it moving past that. But Jason Tatum is an absolute lock 
for an all-NBA team. Absolute lock. The only player in the NBA with at least 2,000 points, 600 rebounds, and 300 assists. Ranked second in minutes per game at 37.2 uh, and ranks fifth in plus minus, plus 460. Jason Tatum, unbelievable season. Jalen Brown, one of three players averaging 26 points, six rebounds, three assists, and a steal a game, along with Jason Tatum and Luka, right? Jalen Brown is having an unbelievable season. Obviously, anyone that's listened to this podcast knows that I talk about Jalen all the time. He is my favorite player on the team, uh, and I'm trying to be a little bit more subjective with that. Uh, But I love the heart and hustle that he plays with the majority of the time, right? Really solid, solid season from Jalen Brown. And what this is doing is elevating Jalen Brown to a point where he should 100% be an all-NBA player as well. Now, whether or not that happens changes our ability as the Celtics to offer him a supermax. So every Celtics fan should be praying that he gets it because it's going to be really hard to turn that on that money. But right now, he ranks fourth in the NBA in transition points per game with over seven, ranks seventh in field goals made, ranks ninth in points per game. And again, with all of those stats, should 100% be there. 100% be there for as an all-NBA guy. So you've got potentially two all-NBA guys. And now Malcolm Brogdon is really pushing himself for player of the year, uh, sixth man of the year. It's between him and Emmanuel quickly for the Knicks. The one thing that Brogdon has over quickly is the fact that Brogdon has come off the bench every game. He has not started, right? Emmanuel quickly, some of his best games, some of the things that are boosting all of his averages are coming from his 20 plus starts, which is ridiculous. Uh, But he is fourth in the NBA in three-point percentage at 43.9%. He is the only reserve in the NBA to average at least 14 points, four rebounds, and three assists. And he has the highest scoring average of any player who has not started a single game. Second highest assist to average, assist average of any player who hasn't started a game. And this guy has just been a steadying presence, bringing that second unit to where it should be, right? All last season, we talked about it in the postseason, that we did not have reliable depth outside of Marcus Smart. Derek White was good, right? He wasn't the same Derek White that he is this year. I've said that on this podcast a bunch. We needed a guy that could go out there, fortify that second unit, go out, get buckets, but also get others involved. We didn't really have that last year. Malcolm Brogdon has been that guy all season long. He's looked really, really good. And now, after that, you also have a bunch of all defensive players. Derek White, most blocks by a guard in the NBA this season. 73 blocks. As a guard, again, he played all 82 games, so it's just under a block a game. But to do that as a guard is super impressive. First among guards in total contested shots with 489. So when he's not blocking them, he at least has a hand in his face. Uh, And has contested 323 two-point shots, which is 66 more 
than any other guard in the NBA. 66. So you've got two potential all-NBA guys. Jason Tatum will probably get one or two MVP votes. Not going to be the MVP, but he's probably get a couple votes thrown in there. And then Jalen Brown, obviously another all-NBA guy, should be. Potential six-man of the year for Malcolm Brogdon. Then you've got Derek White potentially getting an all-NBA team. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, all both of them potentially getting all-defensive all team nods as well. And then you've got Marcus Smart, reigning defensive player of the year. I would be shocked if he didn't get an all-defense nod either, right? I'm not like, this was a down year as far as defense for Marcus Smart. I'm not going to sit here and say that he was as good as he was last year because I don't think that's the case. Uh, but he is still a phenomenal defender. Uh, and I would not be surprised if he ended up making his way into another all-NBA defense team. Al Horford contested the most three-point shots per game in the NBA with 3.6. Again, all of these numbers, they show that the Celtics have so much depth, so many, and not just like, not just depth, but really, really talented depth. Like there's a, there's a big difference between what we had this year and last year. And people might not like to admit it, I think a lot of people loved the defense last year saying it was better. And that's, I'm not going to argue that, but a lot of this year, they shifted focus. They shifted game plans and whether or not you like it, we had more wins than we did last year. And we had a lot of drama starting this year as well with the whole Ime Adoka situation. So the fact that they worked through all of that is impressive to me. It's impressive. It's as simple as that. Um, so that's it. I mean, that's, you're, you're sitting in a position where you've got six guys potentially lining up for some sort of all NBA or, you know, end of season award, which is pretty damn impressive. And you'll love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. If you're the Celtics, obviously the number one priority in this entire thing is winning the championship. And in order to win the championship, you need to put out an unbelievable playoff rotation. And I want to talk about it. Uh, obviously, when you're looking at this NBA, like this Boston Celtics roster, it's pretty clear who the top guys are, right? We're going to try and put together a 10-man playoff rotation. Most playoff rotations are usually around eight, nine guys. The Celtics have the ability, realistically, to go at 11 potentially even 12 on certain nights because that's how deep the Celtics really are. Obviously, you've got the you've got your locks. You've got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Time Lord. Right? Those are your seven, right? After that, the eighth man is where things start to get a little more complicated. Right? So in that eight, nine spot, you're in a position where you can go with a guy like Grant Williams. You could go with a guy like Sam Hauser. Now, both of those guys have gone out here and at different points of the season have absolutely showed you that they belong. Absolutely that they belong. Now, 
I can also say that they've also showed you at points of this season that they do not. Uh, but I think matchup dependent, you're going to see a lot of different games where Grant's going to play a lot of minutes. And you're also going to see games where Grant doesn't play and Sam Hauser does. But those are two guys that I'm locking in on this potential you know, playoff rotation here. So you've got eight and nine right there. But I, again, I think it's going to be matchup dependent. A team like Miami, who's not super big, right? Miami is long, but not, not long enough that Sam Hauser is worked out of the rotation. So this is a potential opportunity for Sam Hauser to go in against Miami, get meaningful minutes, right? Against teams like Philly and Milwaukee, who have serious length, Sam Hauser might not see a lot of time. Those are the matchups where Grant Williams likely to get some time. Now, there have been a lot of chances for Blake Griffin uh, to go out there and take Grant's spot because Grant at times looks terrible. There have been games where Grant has been phenomenal. I'm not going to knock him on that. But there are also times where Grant very much looks checked out, complains too much, doesn't take threes and throws up fakes, tries to get to the rim. His shooting percentages are not that good at the rim. So there have been times where Joe Mazzulla has opted to go for a guy like Blake Griffin. And I've said it before on this podcast, Blake Griffin has proven his, you know, his worth this season. He's gone out there. He's made every single one of the hustle plays that you could possibly ask for, possibly ask for. So I would not be surprised if he also gets some playing time right now. Like we've already talked about 10 guys, right? 10 guys. Now you have some hard, hard spots to kind of pick and choose from Luke Cornett. I'm very comfortable, very comfortable letting Luke Cornett sit on the bench. The remainder of the playoffs. Don't think he's a very good rebounder. I think he's fine if we need him for a couple minutes, but that's it. Kind of over it at this point. But the last couple games, and we've seen it in spurts because for a large majority of the post-trade deadline, Mike Muscala has been buried on the bench. But the minutes that he's gotten, especially as of late, have been excellent. Tonight was tonight was a perfect example of it. You know, Mike Muscala, we talked about it on in this one. He went out there 27 points in 33 minutes. He is capable of going out there and lighting teams up from beyond the arc. And defensively, he's not really lacking that hard. Against teams like Milwaukee, like it's going to be a little bit of a struggle because you've got Giannis and you've got Lopez. Is he a good enough defender to defend them? Probably not. But against teams like Philly, you probably can get away with that, putting him on Tobias Harris, who's a bum. Most grossly overpaid player in the NBA, Tobias Harris. You can put Muscala out in that matchup. Against Miami, you can put him in that matchup against Miami. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of Mike Muscala minutes in the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised if we got a couple every other game. I think for the large majority of the playoffs, he is going to be DNP CDs, right? And right alongside him, and I hate to say it after tonight's games, Peyton Pritchard, you know, the guy, 30-point triple-double tonight. 
he showed up for the Celtics in big playoff spots. We know the kid is capable. However, who do you take out? What guard are you taking out of that rotation? Marcus Smart, Derek White, Brogdon? Like, what are you doing? So it's just, it's a really just unfortunate position for Peyton Pritchard. And I think that he showed over the last couple of games that he's very capable of going out and having big games. He's very capable of going out there and providing that spark. He's one of the best offensive rebounders on the team. And I'm not shy about saying that. Genuinely believe that. Because the guy is all hustle. Exactly what Blake Griffin has done for us this year. Peyton Pritchard has done the exact same thing. Provided a boost. Provided a spark off the bench. That, but that's 12 guys, though. Can you, you can't run a lineup with 12 guys out there. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I think that the Celtics are going to be completely healthy through this entire playoff stretch. I don't know if that's the case. They certainly haven't proven to us this year or last year that that's going to be the case. So maybe they need to go in there. You know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, that's not the case. And we are able to run with a full lineup. Health is the most important thing. And I think the Celtics showed that these last couple of games with all of these, you know, quote unquote injuries, right? But the Celtics, the moral of this story is the Celtics have so much depth on this roster that it makes things really hard for Joe Mazzulla to put together rotations that everyone's going to be happy about. You know, I and I think that's part of the problem that Joe Mazzulla has faced all year. A lot of people want Peyton Pritchard to play more, and that's certainly fine. I get it. I would like to see Peyton Pritchard play more as well. But who do you take out? Whose minutes are you taking away? You know, the logical answer that I've heard a million people say is Marcus Smart, but you're going to take out, you know, you're arguably your best defender and put Peyton Pritchard, who, you know, for his size is fine. Like he's got quick feet. He'll stay in front of you, but is he a good defender? No, he's not Marcus Smart on the defensive end. And honestly, Marcus Smart is a better playmaker than Peyton Pritchard as well. He's just not a better shot maker. There's a big, there's a big difference between their two games, right? You're not going to take out Derek White. To me, Derek White was the best guard on this team all year. I think Derek White had a better season than Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon, for that matter. So you're not going to take minutes away from him. And are you going to take minutes away from your sixth man of the year and Malcolm Brogdon? Significantly better defender, better shot maker, and better facilitator. Again, energy plays, sure. Give Peyton the, Peyton the edge there. Same with Blake. Those are the two guys. Energy plays off the charts. But who are you really going to take time from? It's hard. It's hard, but that's where things stand. You know, the Celtics are, it's a luxury. It's an unfortunate luxury, but it's a luxury, right? You've got too much talent and it's going to make things fun. So the play in games start on Tuesday. We've got Atlanta versus Miami on Tuesday night. And the playoffs for us should start on Saturday. So everyone watch out for the game. Watch the Miami probably, you know, smacking Atlanta and we're going to end up probably facing them. That's my guess for anyone that might be worried. Don't, this is not the same Miami team as last year. They are 
not that good, frankly. And honestly, if you're worried about a first-round matchup, this isn't the team that you were hoping they would be. And I don't want to hear it because at this point, the Celtics second in the NBA in standings, second best record across the NBA, uh, and have looked phenomenal through the majority of it. So we've got a fun time, fun time for Celtics fans here. But that's where we're going to wrap things up, guys. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk to you in the playoffs.